chapter six of the campfire girls at sunrise hill this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the campfire girls at sunrise hill by margaret vandercook the law of the campfire esther won't you repeat the law of the campfire for the girls miss mcmurtry asked fifteen minutes later when betty's guests were seated in a low circle about the drawing-room their faces eager with curiosity esther alone sat at some distance from the others so that betty was compelled to draw her forward toward the centre of their group how she longed to refuse to recite for instead of a dozen pairs of eyes fastened upon her she felt there must be at least a hundred yet catching an expression of amused sympathy on dick ashton's face somehow she felt encouraged to go on esther and i have been studying the plan of the campfire organization for the past two months and it is really very simple miss mcmurtry continued one must just follow certain rules and then add whatever seems appropriate to give one special camp originality and character i had been hoping to form a club in the village this summer but of course if we can carry out betty's idea and spend our summer together in the woods why we will learn in a few months what it might have taken us years to find out in weekly meetings in town the young woman stopped turning toward esther and the girl then felt obliged to speak esther's voice was low but had that rare quality given to but a few voices of being heard at even a great distance without being raised seek beauty give service pursue knowledge be trustworthy hold on to health glorify work be happy with each line feeling the sympathy of her small audience increase esther gained courage until at last she was able to finish her verse with fervor and conviction after her conclusion most of the faces near her were unusually thoughtful until polly o'neill seated next mrs ashton gave a characteristic laugh followed by a sigh my dear children if we ever learn to live up to that law of the campfire then we shall be angels and not girls she exclaimed and she might have added more had not an imploring frown from betty silenced her of course some of the girls would understand that polly rarely meant what she said but there were other members of the little company with whom betty wished to take no risks besides polly's laugh could sometimes dampen even her own enthusiasm and had she not placed her friend next her mother in order that she might interest mrs ashton in their plan for polly was a great favorite with the older woman and never afraid of using her pretty blarney stone with her however except for a laugh no one seemed in the least influenced by polly's skepticism we can try at least to live up to the law molly replied quietly answering from her chair a few feet away in a few moments however betty no longer feared the effect of her friend's attitude perhaps to some of the girls the idea of a summer camp seemed too beautiful to be possible yet plainly the ideals of the campfire organization as miss mcmurtry explained them more fully had fired their imaginations filling them with new hopes and enthusiasm meg had been listening to what had been said with glowing cheeks meaning to become a campfire girl even though it was entirely impossible for her to join the summer camp she was holding her small brother tight in her arms trying to distract his attention with objects to be seen out the front window and so entirely oblivious of the fact that the hastily adjusted hairpins had been slipping out of her hair until one yellow braid now dangled over her pink ear 
molly o'neill's cheeks were also flushed but she sat perfectly still keeping her hands clasped tight together in a fashion she had when desiring a thing greatly and not feeling sure she would receive it eleanor meade had even forgiven betty for dragging her away from her unfinished painting of the may sky a painting which meg and betty had assured her resembled soapsuds so enthralled she had become with the summer plan if her parents could be persuaded to allow her to stay in camp with the girls during the summer why then surely she need not be bothered with having to take exercise and help with the housework as her mother insisted she could simply give up all her time to her drawing and painting you see eleanor like a good many other girls did not at once grasp the meaning of the campfire idea apparently only one person in mrs ashton's drawing-room up to this time seemed to have gotten nothing at all out of miss mcmurtry's explanations and the girl's discussion of a campfire club but then how could she for sylvia wharton apparently had not listened and certainly had never taken her eyes from polly's face she appeared a stupid child short and stout and although fourteen hardly seemed more than twelve her clothes were expensive but always inappropriate indeed they were far too handsome for such a plain little girl however they were in accord with her father's taste and although mr wharton was now a wealthy man he had begun life as a stone-cutter and could hardly be expected to know much about the proper way to dress a small motherless daughter several times in the past half-hour polly had almost yielded to the inclination to implore sylvia to take her eyes off her for the little girl did not look sensitive and her eyes were so large and expressionless they made one uncomfortable but then polly forbore until as her own interest in their meeting proceeded she forgot all about her inquisitor it must have been about five o'clock when betty at last arose and holding a curiously wrought silver ring a bracelet and a pin in her hand started to walk slowly about among the circle of her guests if you wish to join our campfire club this afternoon she invited coaxingly you are simply to repeat the lines esther has just recited for us then miss mcmurtry says you may each receive a wood-gatherer's ring afterwards when we have acquired sufficient honors in the seven crafts health craft home craft nature lore camp craft business and patriotism betty repeated the list slowly as though not quite certain of herself why then we may attain next to the rank of fire-makers and wear their bracelets the highest honor of all which i for one shall probably never attain is to become a torch-bearer and receive the torch-bearer's pin it is all right for me to give the girls the rings isn't it miss mcmurtry after they have repeated the law to you betty asked since you have been appointed official guardian by the headquarters in new york later on i suppose the girls will tell us when they will wish to come into camp miss mcmurtry laughed never until this afternoon had she had any liking for betty ashton they were such utterly different types of woman and girl yet now betty's habit of expecting to have her own way which her teacher so disliked was assuredly making their campfire plans go ahead with a rush yes i am a properly appointed guardian miss mcmurtry answered slowly and esther and i have been studying the campfire program until she is almost ready to become a fire-maker but i wonder if you girls wish me to be your guardian in camp this summer perhaps i am not suited to it she turned to look at betty but failing to catch her eye looked toward polly 
for the same reason both girls kept their heads bowed until betty was finally able to reply with as much enthusiasm as she could muster oh of course we wish you and we shall try to give as little trouble as possible really in her present enthusiasm betty believed that she and her science teacher would be able to put away all past differences and live in perfect accord under the influence of their new ideals miss mcmurtry now turned again to esther there were special reasons for her unusual interest in this girl although even esther herself was unaware of them you are wearing your bead chains aren't you the new guardian asked slipping two narrow strips of leather one strung with orange and the other with bright red beads from about esther's throat you see each one of these beads represents some honor a girl has attained in the campfire she explained so the girl who finally arrives at the rank of torch-bearer really an assistant to the guardian may own seven different chains of bead one color for each of the seven crafts my honors so far have been won in health and home craft because of what i was taught at the orphan asylum esther added frankly and then blushed uncomfortably for several of betty's friends were staring at her curiously what had inspired mrs ashton and betty supposed to be the most exclusive persons in wood ford to introduce this unknown girl into their home as though she were a member of their family moreover betty must have suffered another change of heart for she was now engaged in almost forcing a wood-gatherer's ring upon the stranger whom she had lately brought home in the automobile with her mrs ashton lifted her large nets to gaze at the visitor tell me polly dear she whispered who is that girl with whom betty is now talking she is not one of her school friends and yet i feel i have seen her somewhere before although i am not able to place her polly smiled shaking her head you have seen her i know i have many times although she is not a friend or even an acquaintance of mine but i don't know what has happened to the princess so i would rather you would put your question to her after we go away mrs ashton kept hold of polly's hand two maids had just come into the drawing-room at this moment and were passing plates of cakes and cups of hot chocolate about among the guests the greater number of the girls were crowding around miss mcmurtry and betty so only dick ashton happened to notice that no one not even a maid had come near esther securing chocolate and cake for her himself he sat down next her talking but asking no questions since he feared to embarrass her as he had earlier in the afternoon do you think polly that this is a really good plan of betty's mrs ashton inquired thoughtfully she has seemed so restless and dissatisfied lately of course i don't understand all this campfire idea seems to mean to her i suppose i would have to be a girl again to understand thoroughly but there may be possibilities in it even a conventional society woman longs sometimes to get away from her monotonous life and surely you will find romance and adventure awaiting you in the woods i have decided i shall not stand in betty's way i shall go away this summer and leave you girls to work things out together then when i return i may be able to discover what miracles have been wrought in you oh you will find us entirely reformed polly answered carelessly not realizing that she of all the girls in the room would be the one to bear the ordeal of fire the symbol that cleanses and purifies but both the girl and woman suddenly became silent 
for dick ashton had persuaded esther clark to the piano and now the entire group of guests closed in about her once again she was singing the morning and evening hymn of the campfire girls my soul's desire mrs ashton sat listening intently with an odd expression of something almost like relief crossing her face polly dear she whispered unexpectedly at the close of esther's song perhaps life does even things up more justly than we know for this strange girl esther clark has a truly remarkable voice End of chapter six